What's up, 180? I'm not going to set that up there. Um, so yeah, it was mentioned, my name's Jake. I'm on staff with Crew. Been on staff with Crew for like four years. Um, and I love my job. It's pretty awesome. Uh, get to do stuff like this, get to meet here, get to look at God's word, get to worship together. But we also get to do a lot of fun stuff like what we did this past weekend, uh, fall retreat. If you went, uh, I don't know, raise your hand. Who went? Let me ask, uh, who has finally recovered from fall retreat? Who's still like in the process of recovering from fall retreat? Okay, yeah, I feel that. Well, hey, if you weren't at fall retreat, we missed you, uh, but the good news is there's a lot of other really cool things that we'll be doing throughout the year, so just make sure that you come to one of those. Um, But yeah, so tonight I get the privilege of starting our uh, series called Walking with Jesus, as you can see, um, right up there. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're good, Colby? All right. Um, and so, yeah, from, from here on out, every week, we're going to be looking at a story from the Gospels, uh, really trying to get an inside glimpse into what life was like for the disciples of Jesus. You know, we want to get just a taste of what it looked like for those who were there with Christ in the flesh, walking side by side with him. But um, before we do that, I want to do a little something. So uh, if you've lived any life at all, you'll be able to participate in this little activity we're going to do. So what I want you to do, I want you to close your eyes, all right? And I want you to think, I want you to hold on to the very first thing that comes to your mind when I ask this question, what is one thing that you cannot imagine living life without? All right, you can can open your eyes. Now, chances are maybe it was something that, um, I don't know, maybe it was something small like chocolate uh, or coffee. That that would have been my answer. But I want you to to think maybe a little longer um, and think of something a little bigger. What is something that means so much to you that you cannot imagine living life without it. Maybe it's a relationship. You know, maybe it's something that gives you comfort. Maybe it's something that gives you stability. Uh, maybe, maybe it's your dreams. You know, we all have dreams in life, right? And it's like, what would life be like without those dreams that we have? What is something that you cannot imagine living life without? Go ahead and turn to the person next to you Uh, And share that. Share the small thing. Share the big thing. If this was gone, you don't know what you would do. All right, hopefully that was enough time. I'm going to bring us back together. Uh, I want you to hold on to that, all right? And tonight we're going to be in the Gospel of Mark. We're going to be in chapter 10, so go ahead and turn there. And while you're turning there, I'll, uh, I'll open us in prayer. Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for our time together 
Uh, We thank you for your word. Uh, We pray that you would open our eyes, Father, just to see you tonight. You'd open our ears to hear from you. Father, that you would begin and continue to soften our hearts to receive whatever it is that you might have for us tonight. Uh, We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. All right, so we're going to be in Mark chapter 10. We're going to be in verse 17. And so if you don't have that, uh, be up on the screen. Here we go. Uh, It says, And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to him, teacher, all these have I I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, you lack one thing, go sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Disheartened. By the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said, The kingdom, uh, how difficult will it be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. Now, that was a lot. um, But honestly, this is a fascinating encounter. Uh, And at the same time, it's challenging and it's it's confusing. But that doesn't mean we're going to shy away from it. And so, you know, what we see here is this young man. He's coming up to Jesus. And if we're familiar with some of the other gospel accounts of this exact same interaction, we find out that this man, he's young, he's rich, he's got influence, he's got power, he's got it going on. He's the guy. Um, And he comes up to Jesus, and he kneels at his feet, And he asks a question that every single person within earshot of this encounter is going to want to know the answer to. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Every single person, you can imagine it, they're on the edge of their seats and they're waiting for Jesus to open his mouth and give an answer. And an answer is exactly what he gives. All right, but first, the very first words out of Jesus' mouth, he says, why do you call me good? And so he wants this man to realize the magnitude of just what it is that he's asking. You know, he's saying, you're asking me a question. I'm going to give you an answer, but are you ready to hear it? What if the answer isn't what you want to hear? If I tell you the truth, are you going to listen to me? Do you know who it is that you're asking this question to? And then 
he goes on to talk about these things called the commandments, a list of rules that people wanted to follow so that they could be in right standing with God. And this guy, when these are the words that come out of Christ's mouth, he's probably feeling pretty good about himself, as we see in his response. He says, listen, Jesus, I've kept all those since my youth. And Jesus says, that's great. Change-up's coming. Are you ready? And here's what I want to say. This wasn't a bait and switch because we see that Jesus looked on this man and he loved him. But he also knew exactly where this guy's heart was and what meant most to him. And he says, you lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Now, how many of us have said or found ourselves saying, if only God would just show up If only Jesus would just tell me what he wants from me. If he would tell me what to do, then I would do it. I know I have. We all want an answer. But, and so the question's this. You know, it says, what does God want from me? What does God want from you? Are you guys ready for the answer? Because it's not always the answer that we want to hear. And it's that what God wants from you, what God wants from us, is the very thing that we want more than God himself. You know, it's the thing or it's the things in our life that mean so much to us that they occupy the same space and sometimes they even replace God in our lives. And so what what was it that you shared with the person next to you that means so much to you that you couldn't imagine life without it? Because it's not always a bad thing. Sorry. Not always a bad thing. You know, a lot of times, kind of like the rich young ruler, we're pretty good with our words. He knew what he was doing. He says, good teacher. He had the right answers. He knew the commandments. And if you've been doing this Christian thing for a while, chances are you can work your way through a conversation with your words, but really not mean anything. But Jesus calls us to action. And we get the opportunity to do this day in and day out, to choose Jesus or choose something else. And every time we choose something else, we're left just like this rich young ruler, sorrowful and disheartened and empty. But guys, the good news is obedience, obedience brings us joy. You know, it's fascinating because uh, Jesus says that this man lacked one thing, But then he goes on to give a list of four things. You know, he says, uh, you got to go. You got to sell everything you have. You got to give to the poor. Um, And then you can come follow me. The last thing Jesus wanted to do was let this guy think that he could earn his salvation. But what he wanted to reveal was that this guy wasn't all in. He just wasn't. It was all words. It was all lip service. But there was something else that had such a tight grip on him, and that was keeping him from following Jesus. You know, Jesus is saying, I want all of you. That which is most valuable and important to you, I want it. Actually, I want to be more important than that thing. I want to be more valuable than that thing. And the crazy thing is, this isn't the Christianity, the faith that we're fed every day through culture. Because what we're fed every day is, it's okay if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, 
just don't be that crazy Jesus guy, or we're going to make fun of you. But, you know, Jesus doesn't, doesn't give us that option. He just doesn't. You know, Jesus here says, uh, if we're going to take seriously what he says, all right, these words should give us no comfort if we assume that a half-hearted commitment is going to cut it. Now, this might sound hard. Actually, it might sound impossible. And if it does, then you're listening and you're reading the text as it should be read. Because Jesus himself says, with man, it's impossible. It's impossible to inherit the kingdom of God. It's impossible to enter into eternal life. But with God, all things are possible. And it's not until we understand the impossibility of entering into the kingdom of God that we can actually depend on Jesus. It's like, it's not until we understand just how tall of a task, how impossible of a task it is to step in to God's very presence that we can worship and honor Jesus for who he truly says he is. But just because we can't do it, just because we have to depend on Jesus doesn't mean that we're excluded from the need to sacrifice. Because that's, that's the world that I know I've lived in, and probably a lot of us live in, where it's like, well, I'm saved by grace through faith. There's nothing I can do, so I just got to depend on Jesus. But no, like Jesus wants us, he wants all of us. And so it's every step of the way, as we sacrifice, we're depending on Jesus, our Lord our Savior. But what's so great about our God, what's so great about our faith, what's so great that we see in the text, it says Jesus looked at him and he loved him, and that's because Jesus gets it. All right? Jesus understands. He walked through this life, and he had to give things up. He had to give good things up. All right? And he gets it. And that's the God that we follow. That's the God that we serve. He knows the pain. He knows the difficulty. And he knows the sacrifice that's involved. But the beautiful thing is if we keep reading, Jesus tells us what awaits us at the end if we choose to accept this invitation. It says, Peter began to say to him, See, We've left everything and followed you. Jesus said, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life but many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. I just want to ask, what matters to you more than your relationship with Jesus Christ? And what is holding you back from fully surrendering everything to Jesus? Imagine with me for a moment 
what God could do with this group of us in here. If each and every one of us lived life in such a way that come the end of it all, for each and every one of us, if we were to find out that the gospel of Jesus Christ was a hoax, we are of all people most to be pitied because of how sacrificially we lived and how much we gave up, all for this man named Jesus. Imagine what God would do through this community. Imagine what God would do through each and every one of us, each and every one of you, if first thing in the morning we rolled out of bed, we hit our knees, we say, God, I'm here. Whatever it is you have for me today, I'm ready. And you lived every day with the sole priority of glorifying God and making him known. You know, imagine what God could do this summer if each and every one of you said, hey, I don't care what internships lie ahead. I don't care what opportunities are around the corner. I want to take the gospel to places it's never been before. Imagine what God could do when you graduate. There's seniors in here, and you go on to graduate, and you're giving away thousands and thousands of dollars every month just for the sake of helping those in need and helping the gospel go places it's never been before. You know, imagine if you graduate college and your career plans get put on hold, or you abandon them completely, altogether, just for the sake of helping expand the kingdom of God, whether that's here in the United States or that's overseas, somewhere else. Guys, I want to say that it's worth it, and I want to say that when we leave stuff behind us, just like Jesus tells us here, there's stuff that awaits us. Everything we give up, guys, Jesus meets our needs. He exceeds our needs. It doesn't tell us it's going to be easy. It says there's persecution, but we're not doing it alone. This is something that we can do together. And we're also told that Jesus is with us, always till the end of the age. And so really the question that I want to leave you guys with as the band comes up is just this, and it's what is holding you back? What is it in your life that's holding you back from completely surrendering to Jesus Christ? Thanks to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of the 180 Podcast, a production of Crew in Southeast Ohio. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, a share, or leave an encouraging comment, and that will go a long way toward helping others hear about the podcast. The podcast isn't the only thing that we do. Whether you're a student living on campus or if you're still at home studying virtually, we'd encourage you to check us out on social media to hear more about what's going on. You can follow us on Instagram at crew at OU. Or to learn more about who we are and what we do, head over to our website, crew at ou.org. We'd encourage you if you visit the site to complete our involvement form to get more connected to all the things that are happening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday for another episode of the 180 Podcast.